Good morning and welcome to Good Money Moves. I'm Andy Brownell, News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM with Jenna Tobble, Director of Brand and Digital Member Experience with First Alliance Credit Union. Good morning, Jenna. Hey, Andy. So last week we talked about planning our upcoming summer vacations. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are we going to talk about today? Yeah, well, today, sadly, we are back to thinking about the cold and the snow that is still here. Um, Specifically, though, what you can do to improve your finances the next time you're snowed in because of a winter storm. Okay. I know. (laughs) Um, So, obviously, as everyone who has lived in Minnesota for at least the last 12 months or less even, knows when you get hit with that winter storm, sometimes you just have to accept that you're not going to be going anywhere for a while, you know, a day or so, and you may have some unexpected free time on your hands. Um, And this is just a really great opportunity to do something that you enjoy, spend time with your family, right? But believe it or not, there are also some really great money moves that you can make during this time as well. There's only so many shows you can binge. There is. And by making these, what I think are very easy financial moves when you're snowed in, you'll be able to really get ahead of your finances and also feel really productive because you didn't just binge watch Netflix all day. (laughs) Sounds like a good idea. So um, what's the first thing that I could do if I find myself in this situation, which I'm sure to in the coming weeks. Yes. Yeah. So really the first thing to do anytime you're thinking about your finances is to take a minute to look over your spending plan or as some people might call it a budget. Um, Now this is not going to sound like the most fun thing to do, but the fact is that when people do take time to create a budget, they don't always get the chance to make sure that it's working. Right. Right. So when you're snowed in, that is your chance to kind of revisit that and and kind of do a little self-assessment of where how your spending plan is going. So take out that budget, whether it's something you have saved on a spreadsheet or maybe it's a piece of paper you use or you have a fancy budgeting app that you love, you know, wherever you keep that information pull that out, get that pulled up and just see what you've got allotted for those different spending categories that you've set for yourself. This is a good opportunity also if you have never put together a budget formally to do so. But today we're talking specifically if you do have a budget already. So coincidentally, I just did this a few weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah, it was a disaster. I had to rework a lot. (laughs) How does that happen? It just gets so completely out of whack. Yeah, well, because you're not paying close enough attention to it, I think. So really, you have to kind of take a minute to ask yourself, as you're kind of reviewing your budget and your spending, you know, have you overspent in any categories? And if do you need to create some new categories for your spending plan? And maybe there's some categories that you're really not using anymore, right? If you used to have all the different streaming services and then you got rid of all of them, 
you don't need that budget line item anymore. Where did you put that money? You need to update your spending plan to reflect where you're now putting that money so you can keep better track of it. Um, or for instance, maybe you're spending more on groceries than you used to. I think we all are right now. I know but, that one. Yeah. Yeah. But maybe you're also working remotely for your job and therefore you're not spending as much on gas as you maybe were the last time you looked at your budget. So that yeah. would be an area where you need to kind of take a look at that and say, well, what am I really spending in these areas? So have you been and, hacking into my computer and looking at my budget? Uh, no, I think your budget is just very common, Andy. Unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> we all are in the same boat to some extent, right? Um, right. You know, and I think, too, it's important to that, you know, if you Maybe you've reached a really important financial goal too, right? It could be that maybe you were setting aside a lot of money to pay off a credit card, but now you've accomplished that goal. So now where can you put that money to work? Hopefully something fun. But, you know, I mean, as fun as this all sounds, budgeting does have a bit of a bad reputation about it. Um, but I think if you do spend time even in and you don't have to get nitty gritty with this stuff. It can be a little, it can always be a little bit more high level if that's more at your comfort level. Some people really like finding out where every last penny was spent. Other people are happy to just kind of more generalize the information. So it's really whatever works for you. But I think once you have a budget and you're paying attention to it, you're going to find out that you're actually in more control of your money because you know where you're spending it every month and you can make some really different decisions with how you spend your money when you're paying attention to where that money is going. And so at the end of the day, hopefully you feel really good about all of this after you've gone through this exercise and you'll want to review your budget more often than just when the next winter storm hits. Yes. Um, and it can ease um, anxiety. Yes, because when, when you haven't done it, you have that little nagging thing going on, going, I know this, my budget's not really working out the way it should be working, so I need to take, and I had created this catch-all for things I didn't want to bother categorizing called miscellaneous expenses. Yes. Yeah, that didn't work out so well, so no. I have to spend some time on that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, and I think it's just very eye-opening when you actually take right. a minute to look and see where is my money going. And pretty soon you start to realize that you spent half of your income on ordering out. Well, that's why you can't afford an apartment by yourself or, yeah. you know, I'm just, you know, and this is just maybe an exaggeration, but you start to realize these things is that is where you're spending your money actually where you want to prioritize spending your money. That's what budgeting is all about. Making a conscious decision. Yes. All good points. And uh, we've talked about the importance of just having the budget many times mm -hmm. and being snowed in, obviously a great time to look it over. What, I guess, what other things can we do when you're snowed in? Yeah. So once you've updated your budget, you can, you kind of are going to want to look through maybe all of those subscriptions that you have and see if there are any that you're not using. So this is your opportunity to, again, kind of maybe find some extra spending money for yourself. And this is something you can kind of do while you're going through the budgeting process at the same time. So, 
you know, there used to be only maybe two or three major streaming subscription services out there. But now there are a lot, a lot more. And there seems to be new ones coming out all the time still. Now, most of them seem very affordable. A lot of them are, you know, less than like $20 a month. Some of them are less than 10 But over time, when you look at that month to month, that actually really adds up really quickly, especially if you're using more than one. So you kind of have to take a minute and ask yourself, which subscription services do you really need? And are you using frequently enough that makes it worth the cost of that piece of entertainment? So, for instance, do you have a subscription to Spotify, Apple Music and Amazon Music? Maybe you can get away with just one or none. Or none. Yeah, I mean, there are free versions of a lot of the stuff. They're ad-based, and that's okay. I mean, I don't. Yeah. I I listen to Pandora all the time with ads, and I my life is just fine. So you can buy free versions of this stuff as well. So, you know, and then same thing goes for those, you know, movie and TV show services like Netflix, Hulu, you know, Amazon. Which shows on those platforms are your must-watch shows and which would you maybe be better off bringing in um, a month at a time and then maybe you cancel your subscription when you're not watching that one show you really want to watch or, you know, there's definitely ways to kind of go about that and still get your your favorite TV show fixed in. Um, right. And well, that's the trick, what you just mentioned, because I'll... I'll wait. If there's a show I really, really, really want to watch on one of the services. I'll wait until I know all of the episodes are in mm-hmm. yeah. and I'll subscribe for one month mm-hmm. and I'll get all of them in that show in one month and cancel. Yeah. Yeah. You got to pay and attention to it, but it does work. Yeah, absolutely. Especially when there's maybe only one show on that particular platform that you really right. like, because there's no way that you could ever intake all of the content on any one of these (laughs) (laughs) platforms, let alone five of them. Um, But, and you know, it, it is really fun to have access to all of these shows at your fingertips at any time. Right. You, but you have to be realistic. You know, it, it's better off to get a subscription for a month, watch all the shows you want to watch on that service, then cancel it, pick it up again and maybe cancel another service in the meantime. The other thing I watch for is, Especially, it seems like in the spring, summer, or near the holidays, a lot of these services will offer you the three months free. Yes. So you can sign up as long as you're diligent about it. You can get the three months and then you quit. Yeah, yeah. You can find maybe find some ways to get some good deals on some yeah. some of those services. Um, you know, or they're kind of locking this down on more and more services now but sharing subscriptions with people um can also be something you can you can do um you know but i think just to put this in perspective and why i'm bringing this up and we're talking about it in depth you know if you've subscribed to five services at nine dollars a month for example that's 540 dollars a year (laughs) Now, if you get rid of just two of them, you're only paying $216 a year. You've saved yourself almost $300 by canceling two of those services. Yikes. So that's where I say, you know, that's why I'm really bringing this up and talking about it in depth. Because it's not, it seems like a small 
amount on a monthly basis and a one-off basis. But when you start compiling these month over month, subscription service after subscription service, you start to incur quite a bit of money, actually. Yeah. Well, there's a term for it, too. I think it's like vampire billing or something like that because you don't even notice that because they're so mm. small. But when you have so many yeah. of them, it's it's actually sucking quite a bit of blood out of your bank account. Exactly. That's a great right. term for that. We do have to take a break, Jenna. So we'll continue talking about what you can do on your snow days to help you make good money moves on good money moves here at News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. What to do on a snow day is our topic today for good money moves. Jenna Tobble with First Alliance Credit Union with us and uh, went through an eye-opening exercise on how much money you could save per year by managing your Many subscription services. <laughs> uh, well, you, you were talking about just the music and the TV, but there are other, you know, subscription things that people deal with. Um, you know, whatever, whatever of the month clubs too. Yep. That's still, that's still a thing. So It is. It absolutely yeah. is. So what else can we do if we're snowed in? Yeah. So another really effective use of your time that can ultimately turn into some money for you really is an opportunity to bring in some more income instead of cutting your expenses. We're talking about bringing in more money with this tip. So, and that is to learn a new skill. Now it doesn't sound like a financial move out the gate, but learning a new skill almost always helps you out financially in some way, whether it's a skill you're learning to better yourself in your career, or maybe it's more of a hobby type skill that you want to learn that you can eventually turn into a little side hustle for yourself. Um, there's a, a lot of different ways to go about learning a new skill as well. You know, you don't have to necessarily enroll in college to learn a new skill these days. So, um, you know, I think, there's just a lot of options out well, there, right? The, I universe, mean, the University of YouTube. Yes. Yes, exactly. Have you ever browsed how many different things you can learn how to do on YouTube? Oh, yeah. It's crazy. Yes. And and TikTok these days, too. Tick, the, the hashtag TikTok taught me. You can learn all kinds of stuff. Okay. In a very short amount of time. See, um, you're forgetting. And... You're forgetting how old I am. TikTok. What are you talking about? <laughs> hey, you don't have. There's not an age cutoff for <laughs> for social media. It's just what you want to what you want to use and don't use. Um, but it, it's so true, though, because even you know, and even even if you just want to learn something new, because you've always wanted to learn something new, like it may still come to fruition in a financial way in some capacity, right? Maybe it's because you're expanding your network of people and then potentially opening yourself up to some new opportunities down the road. But you mentioned YouTube, but there's a lot of other ways to go about learning free skills or skills at a low cost on, you know, websites like Masterclass, Skillshare, Corsica. Those are all very common well-known um, sites that you can go and learn just about anything for yourself. Um, and there's all kinds of certifications out there. Um, so again, either free or relatively low cost on things like LinkedIn, Google. I mean, there's all kinds of opportunities out there for you to take some time to just improve your yourself in some way. And it can't, and it doesn't necessarily have to be 
directly for your career, right? It could be just personal growth because you're interested in it. And I, again, I think anytime that you find ways to improve yourself and your, and your knowledge base, you just become a more valuable, quote unquote, whether that's in your career or because you'll be able to utilize that down the road in some way. But it does come back at the end of the day to be a financial move because you're investing in yourself and hopefully you'll see returns on that in the future. Any of those services teach foreign languages? Uh, well, I don't know specifically, I would assume so, but there's definitely plenty of for you know, language learning tools out there as well. And that would absolutely be a great way to spend your time. Absolutely. Have me looking forward to the next snow day. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We're, we're uh, talking about things you can do during your downtime to improve your financial situation and perhaps just improve yourself. On Good Money Moves, we'll be back in a moment on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Welcome back, everybody. Jenna Tobble with First Alliance Credit Union with us this morning on Good Money Moves, as always. And the topic has been what you can do during your downtime, specifically, as an example, uh, snow day or a uh, 20 below zero day or <laughs> one of those days where you're not going to be doing really much of anything else other than sitting at home. And we've covered uh, going through your budget, reworking the budget, making sure it's working for you the best way it can. Um, looking for things that you can cut out of your budget, frivolous things or things that you really don't use that often. You mentioned earlier the music thing. I, I hadn't realized that I had accidentally signed up for one of these deals that gave you the three months free and it was Amazon music. And I realized I'm not oh, ever sure. listening to it. That was yeah. like $9 a month. Mm-hmm. And that's I, a fast. I mean, I literally wasn't using it at all. Yeah. And that's such a common thing. It's so common. So, uh, all of them, great ideas. Well, what other ideas do you have to fill our time on these Days where we might uh, succumb to boredom. <laughs> well, another thing you can do, and this is actually maybe the funnest thing of all, is to take a look at your financial goals. And I know you're like, well, that doesn't sound very fun. But trust me, it is because this is the part where I tell you to just dream big and think about all the things you want to accomplish. And it, it's just an opportunity to kind of start putting some wheels in motion to maybe move yourself forward in ways that you've been really wanting to do. So you probably have financial goals, but if you think about when is the last time you really kind of did a checkup on your progress on those, now is that time you're literally sitting at home, snowed in, <laughs> doing nothing, right? So Take a look at your financial goals and look at the progress you've made towards them and ask yourself, are you making the progress that you hoped for or are you falling a little bit short? And maybe why is that? Or maybe you're doing better than you expected. Why is that? Right. Those are and celebrate that um, if you can't and if you can't really tell how far along you are in the progress, you might want to make your goals more actionable and more time bound, right? Um, so we've talked about this many times before on the show about how to make sure that the goals that you have are actionable and not just a daydream. Because 
you're never going to truly achieve a goal if you don't have some parameters to work from and kind of set yourself up for success with. And so that's where the idea of using SMART goals to set those goals for yourself becomes really, really important. And again, we've talked many times about SMART goals on this show before, but I'll break it down for you again. And that is SMART is an acronym. So it stands for Specific, Measurable, Attainable, Realistic, and Time-Bound. And when you work your goals from something like, I want to pay off debt, a goal, but it's not a very specific or actionable goal. It's more of a dream or a wish. You putting that kind of broad goal into this framework forces you to figure out how exactly you're going to achieve that and in what time frame. And that time frame piece is so important because that's where you start to realize, is this goal that I have attainable and realistic? And how am I going to get there if 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 I want to pay off my debt in by the end of this year, that's 12 months, well, really 11 months and 10 and a half months, right? <laughs> <laughs> it keeps getting smaller. Um, you know, how are you going to do that? You want to pay off debt? Well, how much debt are you wanting to pay off? Is it all of it? Do you have, is it $1,000 in debt? Is it $5,000 in debt? Is it $50 in debt. What? How much debt do you have? And how much can you put towards paying off that debt from your monthly budget? Is that, and based on that number, is that a, an attainable number? And is it realistic based on your current financial situation? You might say that you want to pay off $2,000 in credit card debt this year, but if you have medical bills and an auto loan and you've got student loans, Maybe a one-year time frame on that's not realistic. Maybe you need to give yourself two years and 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 kind of figure that out. So that's where this framework comes into play to make this a really actionable and realistic and attainable goal for yourself so that you can measure the progress you're making against your goal and make adjustments as life happens. Right. That's what so, I like about it is that mm-hmm. if you do this and you might feel discouraged because you crammed yourself into too tight of a time frame. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is adjust the time frame. Exactly. And you still and are working towards that goal. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, while you're reviewing your financial goals, one thing you might want to do is review how much money are you putting towards this goal? And if you have, after you've gone through your um, budgeting exercise, you might realize you have some extra money in your budget that you can put towards this goal that you have and kind of accelerate that. Um, you can kind of, maybe maybe you're saving for a vacation. You can give that little vacation fund a boost. Or maybe you're trying to um, build up an emergency fund. You can pad that out a little bit more. Um, or you can make sure that you're saving up more for a new car. You want to have a down payment mm-hmm. for a car for next year. You know, those are all things to be thinking about. How can I reach my goal successfully and maybe sooner if I made some changes to my budget and how I'm spending. So those are the things to be kind of paying attention to and looking at. As and the magical part your... of the psychology of that is I, I've done it myself. Once you set that goal and you work towards it, all of a sudden you have a little incentive to tighten up those areas yes. that you might not have had the incentive to tighten up before. 
Exactly, exactly. Because again, you realize, well, if building this savings account or paying off this debt is really my priority, and that's really what I'm excited to do and have energy and momentum to do, but I'm spending all my money on subscription services and Uber and going out to eat, well, maybe I need to dial that back a little bit. Doesn't mean you can't ever do those things or have any of that. But is the amount you're spending in those different categories helping you achieve the goals that you have? Yeah. And that's yes or no, right? Right. Is it worth it to you? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think another important piece of this is if you have a partner in your life, married, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever it is, review those goals together. And you can even work on setting new ones together, right? I mean, it's fine to have your own personal financial goals, even in, even if you're in a relationship, but having goals that you set together as a partnership is also equally important and that you work on those together and you set those goals together so you're on the same page and working towards a common goal. That's really important. Um, and if you've never done this before, it can actually be a really wonderful experience and really take your relationship to a new level. And I think it's also important to talk, you know, use this extra time you have to talk with your partner, you know, about what are their personal goals in their life and take some time to share those with each other. And you can kind of help each other prioritize goals, um, maybe select one or two of them that you want to work towards together and go through the exercise together, make those smart goals together. And then you can be each other's cheerleaders throughout this process too, which again, really important. Um, to be able to do that in your relationship. And, you know, really, when you do this, you start to get more comfortable communicating with your partner about money as well, which just benefits the two of you. And you, you're really going to grow a little bit closer together from that. So who, who needs marriage counseling? Just work on your budget. <laughs> so, oh, hey, it's not, you're not wrong. You're not. Wrong. <laughs> well, we're going to run out of time soon. And so I imagine there are ways we can find out more about things we can do during our downtime to better ourselves. How do we get at that information, Jenna? As always, I encourage our listeners to visit our website, firstalliancecu.com. Subscribe to our blog. We release new financial tips and advice every week. We also have free downloadable tools like a smart goals worksheet, budgeting worksheets. Um, you can go back and listen to past episodes of this show at firstalliancecu.com slash podcast or on krocnews.com. You can also subscribe to Good Money Moves on Apple, Google, and Spotify podcasts. And if you love our show, please take a minute to leave us a review on your favorite podcasting platform. Um, and of course, if you have a financial topic or a question that you would like covered on Good Money Moves, you can send me an email at marketing at firstalliancecu.com. And of course, I strongly encourage you to reach out to our team at First Alliance Credit Union so they can help you start making good money moves today. That's First Alliance Credit Union, federally insured by NCUA and an equal housing lender. Jenna, thank you so much again. And we'll do this again next week. Absolutely. It's Good Money Moves on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM.